All right, everyone, welcome to the Above Average Football Fan Podcast for above average football fans and below average football fans who want to learn more about the game, or if you're a football junkie, this is the podcast for you. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy it. All right, here we are, episode eight, here with my good buddy, Adam Russell. Adam, thanks for being here, man. Hey, man, I'm happy to be here on the uh, Selection Sunday special. Uh, yeah, actually, no, we're here to talk about football. That's basketball. Um, so that's an interesting choice you made there. So our show is called The Slightly Above Average Football Fan, and judging by your most recent comment, that wouldn't would you really put yourself in that category? Look, man, you know me. Yeah. We all know why I'm here. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm here for ratings. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm here to get... To, to get you some attention I'm, I'm by no means an expert at football I'm by no means an expert at anything Yeah, well that's true, I would agree with you there That you're not an expert at many things <laughs> So, alright, first thing we're going to talk about Let's talk a little bit about You know, your experience with football So, you went to West Virginia University Or is it University of West Virginia? How do y'all do that? University of West Virginia Okay, I apologize, my apologies That's you, totally wrong, it's WVU the, West Virginia University I thought I had said that correctly <laughs> uh, Y'all can send your letters to Adam Russell uh, about that alumni of that university. So who was the head coach, football coach, when you were there? When I got there, Mr. Don Nealon was the head coach. Gotcha. And uh, he ushered in the uh, Rich Rodriguez era, which was a fun time to be a West Virginia fan. I honestly can't remember if that if Rich Rodriguez got there right after I graduated or like one of my last seasons or two there. Couldn't tell you at this point. I uh, got you. All right, again, we are solidifying the fact that Adam is not your above-average football fan, but a good dude and fun to talk to. Yeah, I don't know if you heard a lot about West Virginia and West Virginia football, but not a lot of people remember their time at West Virginia football <laughs> games. A lot of couches got burned some weirdly after those wins, I think, if this I remember is, correctly. This is true. Mm. This is true. It must be a very sobering thought, to say the least. All right, so... Upcoming, uh, not March Madness, which of course um, is happening, and Selection Sunday was today, but that's not what we're here to talk about. The Grammys tonight. We're Grammys, we yep, gotta, yeah, we, we're definitely in the Grammys. Are we live streaming that? No, no live stream. We could do that next year. We could do okay. a, um, a live stream uh, of the Grammys, but we're going to actually talk about the NFL draft coming up in April. And so. Um, we want to talk first about each pick, and we'll go through and talk about some options and what each team wants to do. So, picking first are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they did not have a very good season, obviously, considering they're picking first. They just got a new head coach, Urban Meyer. Uh, everybody knows Urban from his time at Ohio State and at Florida State, and probably even some folks know him from his time at Utah and Bowling Green. Oh, yes, of yeah. course. You remember those seasons well? I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Felt like Urban's uh, early days. Early Urban. Deep cuts. Deep cuts, yeah. It was very, very early on there. Um, <laughs> so, all right. He's now making his jump to the NFL. <laughs> And Which goes so well for most college well, football coaches. I'm actually glad you brought that up because it typically, as you were you know, getting to there, it really doesn't always go so hot. Uh, there's only a couple guys that have actually won a national championship and then won a Super Bowl as a, a pro head coach. Um, you've got Jimmy Johnson with the Cowboys. Uh, Mr. Mr. Jimmy, the old and, helmet. And then... Um, Barry Switzer, also with the Cowboys, who basically just took Jerry's his, team, took Jimmy's team, and his ran Super Bowl it. was a gift, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. He sort of, you know, you can't really. I read a book one time uh, called "Boys Will Be Boys." I think Skip Bayless may have written it, and they talked about when when Switzer got to Dallas that he would walk around practice just like twirling his whistle, like he wasn't involved in anything. It's like a figurehead. He, yeah, he was just walking around, uh, looking around at things, and then you've got Pete. Carey who uh, won a national championship uh, or two at uh, Southern Cal and then won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks. I like to think Pete Carroll is like the Coach Bombay of football. He's very similar, yeah. I think he just makes it fun. You do hear a lot about, like, surfing and things like that out of of Seattle. I'm telling you, I think... 
I think if I had to pick a coach for my NFL career, I'd probably pick Pete Carroll to be my I coach. I think he wouldn't exactly be a taskmaster for sure. You know, he's he's yeah. not like a guy who's going to grind you into the ground. Uh, no, I think he wants to be your friend first. <laughs> he's going to hang out with you. Um, that can get you in trouble, though, like it did at Southern Cal, because I think they had to vacate at least one national championship. So I don't know if he fits in the... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not anymore. Yeah. So, all right, so first pick, the Jags are looking most likely to pick Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. I know a lot of our, our fans are familiar with uh, Trevor, and, yeah, that sound is uh, pretty normal uh, for folks in here in Columbia when they hear Trevor Lawrence. So, Adam, out of curiosity, out of the last 20 years, how often do you think the team drafting number one overall has drafted a quarterback? Look, man. I don't want to sit here and just and just have you poke fun at me like that. You know I don't know the answer to this question. Yeah. So I, I do, and I did ask that just to point out that you didn't know it, and that was not very nice of me, and I apologize. If I had to venture a guess, mm-hmm. just because it always seems like the dude that you know comes out, won the Heisman, has all the hype, your Ryan Leaf or, mm-hmm. or maybe your Johnny Manziel, mm-hmm. It doesn't work, right? It, it doesn't go quite well. Um, and the last 20 years, so we're going from 2001 to this coming up draft. 20 where, years, I'm going to guess 8. It's a little low. It's actually 15. Uh, I appreciate wow. you not cheating and looking at my notes to find out the answer. That's very honest of you. Um, what's you know The past three years in a row, 2020, Joe Burrow goes number one. 2019, Kyler Murray goes number one. 2018, Baker Mayfield goes number one. Uh, and then you don't you skip a year, and in 2016 you have Jared Goff. So for the past, for the past three years in a row, you've got guys uh, at quarterback going number one overall. I don't get it. It's you know it's one of those things. GMs, head coaches, uh, owners they they need fans, they need ticket prices, they need jersey sales, and it doesn't get folks as excited when you draft a defensive end from. A small yeah. school. I feel like, yeah, I guess you're right, man. Like, that's a pick that, like, the the front office is as much a revolving door nowadays as as the bench is. So these guys gotta these guys gotta get attention and make these fan favorite picks before the uh, before the vultures start circling. Yeah, and I mean the thing about it is though, it's a situation where. If you looked at history, you would know this isn't really a successful deal. That's it. Like, why aren't they learning? You'd think they would. Uh, 15 out of 20 times here in the last 20 years. Now, you've had some good players, obviously. Um, You've got only guy of the last 20 years to be drafted number one overall to win a Super Bowl. Now, let's be fair. Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. It's early for them. Jared Goff. Uh, There's potential there. Jameis Winston. These guys are still playing in the NFL. Matt Stafford. Jameis Winston about to uh, about to have himself some more some more playing time. Am I right? Well, he's got an opportunity, of course. Uh, breaking news: If you're just now listening and have been under a rock, uh, Drew Brees has retired. Wait, what? Yes, shockingly enough, Drew Brees did retire. Um, anyone who has the ESPN app probably got that notification. Yeah, I'm acting like I knew that. My phone beeped on my way over here to do this podcast. There you go. Very informed. I appreciate you doing your research. Um, so, yeah, there's a chance that Jameis will get a shot at. You also have Taysom Hill in, in New Orleans who has been uh, running around out there That's doing right. some He's things. the guy they put in on, like, third downs and everything this year, right? Yeah, he's a little runner, uh, but he's got, so he can throw it as well. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But the only guy right now of the last 20 years to be drafted number one overall and win a Super Bowl is Eli Manning, who actually won two Super Bowls. Now, on that list, you've also got Cam Newton, who played for the Panthers and played in a Super Bowl. You also have Jared Goff, who plays for the Rams, or did. He's now a Lion. Uh, And they played in the Super Bowl recently. Um, So you've had some guys that have had good uh, runs at it and success. And, I mean, Andrew Luck in 2012, he had a very good career going, decided to retire early. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it's not altogether fair to say none of these guys other than Eli have won a Super Bowl. Some still have a chance. I'm looking at your list, and at least at least these guys are, I would consider, out of these 50, I, I can't see the whole thing, but, I mean, all these guys are, are A-list quarterbacks. Like, these are top echelon 
quarterbacks to a for the point, most part. Yeah, absolutely. The only guy, 2007. And listen, I don't like to call any in a, any football player a bust because if you were good enough to get drafted in the draft at all, much less in the first pick, then you are a pretty good football player. But the NFL is the well, best of the best. It'll eat you alive. There's a lot of things that will sure. affect your career and an absolutely from anywhere and all that stuff. But team, organization, coaching, all the things. But in 2007, the Raiders. Uh, when Al Davis was still with us, took Jamarcus Russell out of LSU, number one. Um, that did not go well. Um, Jamarcus has been out of the league now for quite some time, didn't last very long. Of course, Jameis Winston, as we mentioned, is in uh, New Orleans as the backup or uh, maybe even third string, to be truthful there. Jared Goff and... Matt Stafford have been traded for each other, two former number one picks, now playing for the opposite team. Stafford will start his first season with the Los Angeles Rams this next year, and Golf will start his first season with the Lions. So that'll be interesting. How do you think that's going to go for him? Because there's always, you know, somebody won and somebody lost in a, in a one-on-one trade like that. How do you think that goes? I, you know, that's a great question. Um, I think Stafford has the easier road so to speak he's got more weapons around him a very good coach they were in the Super Bowl I guess two years ago if I remember correctly this isn't a team that has really struggled all that much like Detroit's still like yeah, building Detroit, right Detroit's like, still a long way away um, so what's interesting also back to our, our last 20 years there's two teams on here that in the last 20 years have had the number one overall draft pick twice that's the Rams in 2020 and again in, I'm sorry, the Bengals in 2020, and then again in 2003, and you also have the Rams in 2016 with Jared Goff, and then in 2010 with Matt, or excuse me, Sam Bradford. So that's not a, that's not a list you want to be on twice. That's not, no, it's just, not. You just, this is not a good list to be on two times. Um, so we say all that to say Trevor Lawrence is most everybody's prediction to be uh, the NFL number one overall pick this year. Um, Most likely will be, barring something crazy. Here's the thing that I always think. If I was a GM... He's handsome, isn't he? He's a handsome man. He is a handsome man. Um, Long, beautiful, flowing hair. Uh, So, yeah, if that's what you're into. Um, I was playing with my daughter, I don't know, a few months ago, like mm -hmm. just, you know, morning, whatever, and SportsCenter was on the TV, and she was saying she's... For the people listening, she was she was two at the time, and she speaks pretty well. But she was talking to me about something, and all of a sudden they just cut to like just a mug shot of Trevor Lawrence, right. you know, just big on screen, and it stopped her in her tracks. Like <laughs> she just lost her train of thought completely and stared at Trevor Lawrence, and it hurt me a little. <laughs> it, 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 it's tongue. <laughs> it's tongue. Well, I'll be honest. As a lifelong. Gamecock, uh, who bleeds garnet and black. Um, literally, uh, you know, my dad, my sister, and I all went to Carolina. My mom went to Columbia College. Um, I'm a member of the Columbia Gamecock Alumni Association. I'm a big Gamecock fan. I usually can forgive Clemson players after they leave Clemson and go to the NFL. And I, yeah. Brian, I wondered about that with you actually. If you was like like a deep seated hatred for the full on their career. No, absolutely not, Brian. I'm an Eagles fan, and uh, Brian Dawkins, Weapon X, number wow. twenty. Uh, probably one of the best and not probably is one of the best Eagles to ever play uh, and is a Hall of Famer now and uh, he's a Clemson grad and I, you know I, I have uh, I forgave him for that and Deshaun uh, Watson we'll talk more about here in a second another Clemson grad quarterback and um, great player and I really enjoy watching him play um, you know it, it takes me a year or so I don't know that I'll pull for Trevor openly next year but It'll come. He's got a simmer. Yeah, it takes a minute. He seems like a great guy, um, but it's you know he did wear the the orange and purple, which is hard for me. So anyway, most likely Trevor Lawrence. But what I was going to say a minute ago was, if I'm a GM, and to me this is just a mathematical thing, I know that if I'm the brand new GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars, yes, we have the number one overall pick. Yes, Trevor Lawrence seems to be a can't miss prospect. Jacksonville's a brand new GM. I believe they do. Yes, uh, they hired a new GM right. and a new, co- obviously with Urban being the new coach. 
I'm trading that pick for as many other picks as I can get. Like, move back a couple spaces. Yeah, man, I, I watched draft day. Yeah. Oh, I know yeah, how that there works. You, go. you saw Kevin Costner in draft yeah. day. Yeah, you know exactly. That's why I had you on the pod, actually. I remember <laughs> you told me you watched draft day. So, anyway, it is a conundrum. It always is. Um, you know, one of the best examples of a guy who went number one overall and went on to be a great player, Super Bowl champion, face of the franchise. Troy Aikman did that for, for the Cowboys, won a Super Bowl, Hall of Famer, won several Super Bowls, Hall of Famer. So it's it, it can be done, but it seems a little dangerous. I just feel like if you're coming, how serendipitous does it have? Do you hear that big word? I was about to say, did you say serendipitous? How serendipitous does it, you listeners could look that up, you know, if you need on your That's own time. That's a tough one. This is a football podcast. To have a coach and a GM and a quarterback all come in to an organization at the same time. And form some dynasty, right? Absolutely. Like, I mean, you, like that's fairy tale stuff. That's that, the dream. Come on. Yeah, that's the dream. Uh, that I think whoever the new GM is, that's kind of something he's got to resist. He's yeah. got to resist the draw for that fairy tale because it's just not realistic. Here's the catch twenty two of that in the fact that okay, you trade picks, you get a bunch of guys, whatever. You pick somebody else, whatever. Trevor Lawrence goes on to have a Hall of Fame career uh, and, you know, wins Super Bowls, multiple Super Bowls. His MVPs. rookie year. Yeah, he goes, takes him, his team to the, to the Super Bowl. He's got year. the number two pick. Number two is the Jets, so that's most likely not going to be our Super Bowl champion next year. I don't care who they surprise. draft. They could yeah, draft Superman. They would need a few. Um, but, no, that's the twi- catch twenty two. If you don't draft that guy, that number one prospect, the guy who looks obvious in that number one spot, and he goes on to be great, you're going to be the GM who didn't draft him. Yeah, you're right, man. Like, that's a I, tough and move. that's where I think that's the the kind of thing we touched on earlier about how these GMs like the pressure they've got right. to make everyone else happy. Um, obviously, it's a risk, but like, God, I just feel like you're always more better. You're better off with D line guys come out of college ready to play, ready to start. Typically, typically. you know, like. Get yourself three or four guys that a starter and a couple of right. solid guys of potential. Right. Instead of this gamble on, yeah, sure, maybe he's a Hall of Famer. Right. But no one's going to know that for three to five years at best. Right. Well, and it's like when uh, last episode I had Perry Orth on and we talked about Tom Brady and, and the fact that, you know, where he got picked, number 199, no one in that draft saw him. There were six quarterbacks drafted before him, and no one saw him as the seven-time Super Bowl champion, multiple MVPs, oh. record holder. So it's, you know, as Perry said on that, on that episode, uh, you know, you can't typically at the combine and whatnot you can't measure heart you can't measure determination and focus he mentioned that he had read or seen that brady's watching still to this day seven to eight hours of film a day he's putting in 40 hours of film study a week um and that's now was he doing that when he first started yeah so the, the the word on brady was supposedly he walked up to uh the owner bob Kraft, robert Kraft, and said hey i'm tom brady you drafted me a quarterback and you know, Kraft kind of said, "Yeah, I know," and he said, "I'm going to be." Yeah, the, I was there. Uh, he said, "I'm going to be the best draft pick this this franchise has ever had," and then Kraft kind of, you know, was like, "All right, whatever, kid," and saw him practicing after hours, saw him in the weight room, saw him in the film room, saw him working on everything. Um, there's a great new pod out. Uh, Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN, has a pod, uh, Half Forgotten History, and he interviews guys who were good players, solid players, some of them Hall of Famers, that you know didn't necessarily play that major role on a team. Yeah. And he talked to a former Brady teammate, uh, and uh, you know he talked about, did you? Was there anything your first year when he was a rookie when he didn't play that just you were like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy's gonna be great? And you know he said he saw a determination, he saw a focus, he saw a passion, he saw him make some good plays. He's like, you know, there was nothing that jumped off the page that said, hey, this is going to be the guy that makes the Patriots the Patriots. But yeah. he um, he was impressed with him. Alright, so we're going to switch to the number two pick. We mentioned it just a second ago. The New York Jets uh, 
the JTS football Jets. Jets. The football Jets. Football Jets, they call them. They do call them that. I don't know. Some people possibly do. Um, Mr. Berman. Yep, Mr. Berman has. Uh, so, this is an interesting pick for a lot of reasons. Um, they have Sam Darnold in New York, a recent pick, and he was a high pick, I believe, top five, not number one overall. May have been second. I can't remember. It was recent, very recent. And he struggled. But, of course, the question is, has he struggled because of the offense he was in under Adam Gase, who has really only kind of made his name by coaching Peyton Manning when Peyton was in uh, Detroit, or excuse me, in Denver. And really, his offensive hasn't really been great since he didn't have Peyton Manning, which is kind of like saying you didn't have a great offense after you lost Michael Jordan. Yeah. So it's... Well, it's know, all the altitude. Yes, the altitude. that was also the altitude. That is true. Um, so... New coaches, new staff, and do they stick with Sam? Um, there's, early on, there was a lot of thought that they might, and they would uh, try to get a wide receiver, maybe an offensive lineman, a left tackle to protect him. Uh, but the prevailing thought now is they may go with a quarterback and start over there. Um, I think this is an interesting pick also because we mentioned Deshaun Watson, uh, a Clemson great that um, won a national championship who is in Houston currently. And very unhappy in his Not situation. Not happy. Yeah. You got to think he's going to the. I thought he was supposed to go to the Jets. I thought that's what I was hearing all the. He has supposedly said that they are a team he would consider a trade to, would agree to a trade to. But Houston's front office right now is saying. We're not trading him. He's going to be a Texan. We're going to keep mm-hmm. him as a Texan. Feels like a bad idea to me. Like, trade, get him, let the Jets take him. And even if you took Sam Darnold and the number two pick, you could you could try some things. Yeah. Uh, I think this is, this is a big question mark. Um, depending on mock drafts you look at, whoever you look at. Makes you wonder what we don't know. Exactly. About what's going on with that. Well, kind of and the stuff. old saying is, uh, you know, in football, when the GM or the AD comes out and says about a coach, I've got complete confidence in mm-hmm. him. It's usually when he's about to get fired. Later. And yeah, that's so, the old. So you know, if they're saying, Pink "Oh, slip. he's going to be a he's going to be a Houston Texan," it's you got to wonder if they're going. Actually, we're shopping him around. That's uh, it. Because you got to pump that up. So you because right. you got to have all the you got to wheel and deal. That's the right. Of it. So I think there's a possibility of a trade there um, for sure most likely I would say actually there is no most likely it's a it's a very questionable situation it could be uh, a lot of different avenues the Jets and those folks who are Jets fans uh, bless you uh, it's yeah, only that's, that's a tough one to be a fan as of. a Gamecock I can I can relate quite I, a bit but as a fan of the Washington football <gasps> I can also relate yeah it's a tough one so they are a uh, – it can be a tough team, but it's uh, to be a fan of. So that is a big question mark. Then you've got uh, pick number three, uh, the Dolphins. A uh, lot of people are predicting um, that they'll take a wide receiver here to try and help out Tua. Um, so wait, did we? Did you make? Did you make a prediction I didn't, for number two? I, I, I didn't. Thanks for calling me out on that. Uh, I did not. I, I'm going to predict a I trade. Think, I think I'm here to hold you to it. I'm, I, hold, I'm here to hold, keep you honest to that kind of stuff. That's why we brought you Put in yourself here. Out that's there, exactly man. right. We're gonna go. We're gonna go trade. They're gonna trade and uh, trade with the Texans. Get uh, Deshaun. Ooh. And you know, either package Darnold in there, let Darnold stay. I, you know, the 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 salary cap piece is a is a questionable piece there. I don't know all those answers, but they could trade, try to get uh, let Darnold start start over in a new city, and maybe yeah. they go get a big time wide receiver and pick like uh, a Devonte Smith from Alabama, Heisman Trophy winner, kind of small by NFL standards, but a great great football player. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with a trade. Let's say they take Smith there, and uh, that is is our pick there. So the Dolphins are gonna go number three with that scenario of a trade, uh, and them taking Smith. Uh, I'm gonna put the Dolphins taking Jamar uh, or yeah Jamar Chase from LSU, uh, another wide receiver. They want to get uh, Tua some help, and uh, just just for the record, just so I don't. 
I don't want you to think I'm going dark on you. Once you went through Devontae Smith and Trevor Lawrence, we've now passed every single college football player <laughs> that I know eligible for the draft. Okay. Well, you know, so that's the rest okay. are going to be strangers to me. That's fine. We'll, we'll I'll, I'll fill you in about them. How I'll about just, that? I'm just going to ask you the dumb questions. You yep, know, that's like, fine. Perfectly fine. Size? What does he like to do? That's I, I can't always say. I'll answer the the what he likes to do question. I can. I don't think I can answer the shoe size question either. So. Our next interesting pick to me is pick number four, the uh, Falcons. They are coming uh, in, uh, you know, they are in a rebuild. They are they have had a rough year. Uh, they have a very good quarterback who, as recently as a few years ago, uh, 2016 uh, or 15, took them to the Super Bowl. Obviously, yeah. they had that collapse uh, against the Patriots. Man, I was on a plane for yeah. that. So, like... We, like, the pilot was chiming in with the score, like, at halftime. Like, he gave the halftime score. Mm -hmm. And you just heard, and I was flying from Boston to, I believe, D.C. But at any rate, so it was full of, obviously, Patriots fans, right? Right. And they announced the score at halftime, and you just heard this collective sigh, and then just some of the most foul swearing I've ever heard (laughs) in my life. And... Nothing else. There was no more right. news. There was sure. turbulence. The TVs did not work. So sure. It wasn't a thing where people were keeping up with the game. Right. And when they landed, he told everyone the score. <laughs> and and like he was reading it off, and he went, oh, my God. As he read the final score. <laughs> he went, holy cow. It was happened? hilarious. Yeah, I remember watching that. Super Bowl uh, in the neighborhood and and, and clearly the, the plane erupted. Yeah, I just uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I cut that. you off there. Yeah, because you were going to Boston or you were flying. I was flying. Well, the Boston. I can't remember if I was going to D.C. or to L.A. because right. it was. I think it was L.A. Cause it was a long flight. Right. But um, at any rate, the final score came in after we touched down, and it w- it was it was a cool thing to see. Yeah, I, I imagine so. I imagine so. So, you know. The Falcons are in an interesting position in the fact that they do have Matt Ryan, a very good quarterback, former MVP, multiple Super, uh, multiple uh, Pro Bowls, not Super Bowls, unfortunately. Really getting Falcons. up there, though. Yeah, he is getting a little older. That's why I think the Falcons take uh, from Ohio State Justin Fields. Um, Fields is originally from the state of Georgia. Uh, so okay. and played high school football in Georgia, as did, as did Trevor Lawrence. And, I mean, he's a very interesting prospect. He had a fantastic game uh, in the college playoffs against Clemson. Um, Clemson fans, I'm not trying to rub it in, but he did play very well yeah, that day. Yeah, but, but, I mean. Yeah, it was nice. We As Gamecocks, we enjoyed it because uh, we couldn't do it. Um, hey, rub it in a little bit. Yeah, we, yeah you know, I, I smiled. I did smile. I did enjoy it. You're a Gamecock fan. You had a tough year. Yeah, it was get, nice. Get, the, it was, get it where you can. I, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. So I, I see the Falcons potentially taking fields there, but I could. It depends on where the trades are. Could they? Could, if if the NFL, or excuse me, if New York doesn't trade for Watson, and they take, let's say, an offensive lineman to protect Sam Darnold or a wide receiver to help him. Do you really think they're putting their their eggs in Sam Darnold's basket, though? But we are talking about the Jets. I know you, talking, that's true. You cannot. The there, you cannot underestimate the ineptitude. Yeah, the yeah, move there. It's so I. It's a tough call. I don't. I, I see them making a trade for Watson, but who knows? I also find it funny that after all the stuff we opened up talking about with the likelihood of a successful quarterback coming right. out of the draft, right? And you're talking about the first, well, one and three being right. quarterbacks, and the second pick being 100% driven by a quarterback. Correct. Obviously, one that's been in the league a little bit, and right. one that now you know yeah. you can put some stock Absolutely. in, which is, I think, the route every team should go. Absolutely. You know, like that's, that makes Deshaun kind of the prime target to me over anybody in the draft is the right. fact that. He's I a think, proven commodity. You can, you've yeah, seen him like, do things. Especially like with quarterbacks. It just seems so hit or miss. Yep. Like, it's tough. I feel like you got to do that. And that's what I, I mean. I, I literally asked Perry in the last episode because he obviously played the position at the college level, um, now coaches it with QB1 athletics and, uh, and at AC Flora High School. But it's just so hard to predict because of the offense you played in. And it's so driven by the guys around you. David Carr was one of the 
number one overall picks. His brother, um, Derek, is in the league now with the Raiders. He was, I believe, a second-round, late first-round pick. But David David Carr was drafted number one overall in 2002 to the expansion Houston Texans. That was, okay, that was the first, I that that right. first quarterback for them. I remember and that. And I can't remember the exact number, but that man was sacked more times than any quarterback. He got just annihilated. I don't have I was digging for some kind of an analogy of like a kid getting bullied in middle school or something, but right. he got beat up. Yeah. And so it really impacted him. I believe if I remember right, he was a backup for the Giants with Eli as a starter uh when they won a Super Bowl, so he technically has a Super Bowl ring. But I mean there were a lot of people who said, you know, we don't know how good this guy could have been yeah. because he just got I, saw, I think I watched that 30 for 30 on him. There was, was it a 30 for 30 or something? I don't something? think there was another. There was a documentary. I don't think they did a 30 for 30. There was a doc on it. And Whatever it was, it was, I watched it. Yeah. And as a below average football fan, I'm surprised that that rings a bell for me. Yeah, but. He, he took his shots. So we're going to, under our ideas here, the Jets trade. So the Falcons are going to take a quarterback with Justin Fields, the heir apparent to Matt Ryan. Let Matt Ryan, I don't know his contract status at the moment. He can be the veteran mentor uh, who, who you know, guides him a few more years, gives time for Justin to get ready for the, the, the pro game um, and, and go from there. Um, number five. How do you think that feels for a quarterback? Like, I mean, he knows he's right. getting up there, right? And well, I mean, you know, famously, I Brett, like there's a good way to do it and a bad yeah. way to do so it. So famously, Brett Favre did it the bad way. The bad way. He he was not great to Aaron Rodgers uh, out of uh, when they were in Green Bay together. It was always the rumor for those several years, and uh, that's. I mean, you know, it's tough. You know, and of course, I think if I remember correctly, Joe Montana wasn't super happy about. Uh, how could Steve you Young coming to, yeah, to be how there? Could you be? Yeah, and I mean, you're essentially saying, "Hey, we think you're done, uh, or we don't think you got it anymore, or much longer." Ironically, though, those are probably two of the only cases where a Hall of Famer was succeeded immediately by a Hall of Famer. Correct. Yes. You know what absolutely, I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. Those dudes got bitter. Yeah. But they didn't have anything to like argue. Most of the, I feel like most of the time, someone is aging out. Right. And the replacement isn't necessarily everyone's sure bet. So they've got a lot more ground to be like, this isn't cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. So like, like those uh, are probably the two worst examples because you make it look like they're eating crow when really those guys both, I mean, Montana did. They could have gone and, well, so did Favre actually with right. the Vikings. They went and proved that they were still elite quarterbacks somewhere oh, else. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, you know, moving to the next pick, it is the Bengals picking number five. Um, wait, wait, I, so what do we... We said for the Falcons that they're going to take right, fields. Right. They're going to take fields. Uh, and with the heir apparent status. Um, so then five is the Bengals. And I didn't... I should have tracked this, but I didn't track how many times... In the past 20 years, the Bengals have been uh, in the top five, top ten. It's a lot. they got to be the most, Yeah, right? it's got to be pretty close. We, we were giving Jets fans a hard time. Like, or, if you scored the yeah. draft picks over the last yeah. two decades. It's been a struggle. It's probably the Bengals just over the Browns, yeah. just over the Jets. Yeah. That's that sounds about accurate to me, actually. Uh, so I, you know, Joe Burrow, before he got hurt this year, um, seemed like he was on the uh, on a good path to have a good career still. Still, and I'm um, assuming nowadays they can come back from knee injuries. The surgeries are so much better. So we're going to assume they, they, of course, have faith in him and want to get him some protection. Well, uh, yeah, the eggs are still there. Like yeah. you can't, you're not, you're not, you're not pulling up your anchor on Joe Burrow Absolutely. yet at all. Absolutely. So I think we're going to go with an offensive lineman to protect him out of Oregon. Um, I, I always struggle with this guy's name, Panay Sewell, six six three thirty out of. Uh, Oregon, a great, great offensive lineman. I probably just butchered his name to any Oregon fans who may be listening because I know we have fans of the Slightly Above Average podcast all over the United States. Um, The world, really. Really the world, actually. Uh, I apologize for butchering his name, but I think an offensive lineman there is a good pick to protect Joe. Uh, I think it's a no-brainer there. Now we get into pick number six, uh, the pick of my team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um... So, you know, obviously uh, Eagles fans who are listening know we have uh, traded 
Carson Wentz to the Colts. Um, Carson and the Eagles had not been seeing eye to eye. How do Eagles fans feel about that, if I may interject? Because I was always wondering. I was wondering about the Eagles sure. kind of quarterback dynamic because there's been. Well, it was a. Um, it was. I think it's a mixed bag. So in 2017, when we won the Super Bowl, uh, he got hurt in the later part of the season, was on pace to most likely be the MVP that year. Gets hurt. Nick Folds comes comes in. Nick Folds had previously been a starting quarterback with the Eagles. We had let him go because he hasn't he hadn't been great. Of course he goes on to be a legend to win a Super Bowl, call the Philly special, Philly Philly uh, throwback pass and you know beat the Patriots. I lost my mind. Everybody who's an <laughs> Eagles fan lost their mind. Um, but then Carson, you know, the Eagles had a choice. Do we re-up on Carson? Do we roll the dice and let Folds be our starter going forward? And they chose Carson. He was younger. He had seemed to have more potential. Folds is a, it's a great Cinderella story, it, but I feel like it was that. It was, was a flash crescendo. in the pan, and and we love Nick Folds as Eagles fans. Um, if I ever have have a son, Nick is going to be a possible name <laughs> for that reason. Um, but. It, you know, so not then, Philly special. Not Philly. We go with Phil. We could name him Phil. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so there was a tough. You know that was a tough situation. Carson was injured. He always struggled when he came back. He just didn't seem like the same guy. He had a good 2000. Uh, I guess 18 or 19. Whenever he was back full healthy, he's had. But really, this last year and the year after and the year before that were struggles. It, again, the good news is he's in the NFC East, so correct. It doesn't take much, right? Well, now he's moving to the AFC with the Colts. So, but he really struggled this year. Now, you, you can, can you blame that off on on some offensive line injuries? Sure, wide receiver issues. Uh, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, one of my favorite Gamecocks and Eagles, has been injured and been out, and so many other guys. Uh, so. You know, to answer that question in the most convoluted way possible, I guess, uh, is to say it's a mixed bag. I think it was good for both the team and for Carson. It's time to move on and switch switch locations. Yeah. Come, like I was just looking for the non-football standpoint of, like, were there, like, you know, Team Carson and Team, like... Not so much. You know, People like what was were, that vampire show where all the, teen, all the oh, tweens yeah, were I into... Had, uh, uh, I think you're talking about... Um, Oh goodness! It's a movie. Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, Team Jacob and the Wolves and the Vampires. Yeah, yeah, Jacob and the Wolf Baron and, or something. And I think it was Edward. What, Edward. No, I don't know. Well, At any know. rate. At any rate. I have in my head that like <laughs> Philly was just divided. No. And, you know, Philly are. We are like Bossville. You guys are a pretty rough bunch. Yeah, give me a tough group to be a to be a batteries flying for. around yeah. and whatnot. Doing like Santa Claus, it's not a big deal. I just uh, envision like a Philadelphia version of of Twilight. Philly fans, he yeah. just compared us to Twilight. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I was actually I was going somewhere else with it. What's that? That. New York movie with like the street riots in the 1800s. Uh, Gangs of New York. Yes, Gangs of New York. I was thinking you'd have like you know the Carson side and like the, <laughs> and then like the Bloody Rabbit side. <laughs> uh, I don't know that we had that. No, uh, people were ready for a change, and so they have said they're you know Jalen Hurts uh, is going to be our quarterback going forward. I see us getting him some help here. At the wide receiver position, I see Jalen Waddle from Alabama as our pick. Um, great wide receiver was injured a little bit during this school uh, this season, but before he got hurt, and it was a, it was nothing that should be lingering. Yeah, he was just a, fine. yeah, it's a top top guy, so we should be good there. Now, Jalen Hurts is like I know I know that I'm derailing you, right. Andrew, but it's kind of I feel like that's what my purpose is here. It's so absolutely, keep me in check and to derail me. Both, I just both. feel like Jalen Hurts is a dude who. As a, well, not a rookie anymore, but quarterback, he kind of went through a lot of maturity stuff yep. in college. Oh, yeah. And he's proven himself. Absolutely. I agree with that. To 100%. where, like, if I'm a GM, I'm taking every gamble I can on that guy. 100%. 100%. He's already proven it in my mind after not even a year in the NFL. I think he was, I think he was, he was one of the most ready coming in. Yeah. And he, and he, he started, uh, for the business two of or football, three games for basically. us. Yeah. And he was very mature, very good at it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there. So the next pick you would have the lions, of course, as we mentioned earlier, they have, uh, Jared golf coming to them from the rate, uh, Ra- excuse me, the Rams. And so they need a lot of 
help, a lot of players. Uh, Anything and everything they can get. Correct. And I've guys I've uh, talked to on this show, uh, like Langston Moore and Landon Cohen, who played for Detroit, uh, have had some, some interesting comments about that. I've heard recently players talking about playing in Detroit and the dysfunction there is. Easy, man. Easy, man. <laughs> Don't get these people in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> hey, no, it's on record. You can all you can go back to the okay. previous episodes. Uh, this was all on the record. So, um, But I, I see them trying to help out here. I, you know, it's an interesting pick. Um, I'm going to go defense here for the first time in my top ten pick. We're still going to do the top ten tonight. Um, Zavin Collins from Tulsa is a great. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes, you, yeah, yeah. Yes. You followed him a lot. Yeah, watch a lot of his games. Very familiar with yeah, his work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big fan of your work. Big, big linebacker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got that. Very good player. Um, can do a little bit of everything. Obviously, he's from Tulsa. That's a risk. Now, <laughs> here's just because he hasn't played the, the top level positions, or excuse me, the other teams, but it's possible. I will say the Lions love to draft a wide receiver. That's like their favorite thing. Yeah. They've done it for years in a row. So they could take a wide receiver there. You've got Waddle off the board. Yep, absolutely. You've got Chase off the board. You've got Smith off the board. They could reach there. Who knows? All right, pick number eight. The, I think I would think it's a receiver. It's possible it's going to be a wide receiver. It's very possible. Very, I would not be shocked. I would not be shocked by any means on that. All right. So pick number eight with the Carolina Panthers. To me, this is another interesting pick. Um, they will be from what have I've read and heard and seen on the internet and whatnot. They will be in the market for a quarterback as well. Come on, don't they have Will Greer? Uh, Will Greer is on the team, yes. Um, Guys, uh, who, who who is in charge yeah, of Carolina? Yeah. Let me send him a message yeah. right now. As a West Virginia fan, I know you have a high opinion of him. Guys, uh, it's, he's your hometown boy. That's right, from Charlotte. He is absolutely electrifying at the college level. 100%. I think you just, you just... You just give him the starting position. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, You're uh, going to be fine. Yep, it's fine. Panthers fans, definitely take Adam's advice here. Get him some uh, targets. Go get him with some targets. Do it. Yeah, that Big sounds, ones. That sounds you, good. You're going to be good. Yep. So uh, I'm going to go against that advice. Uh, <laughs> and we are going to still look for a quarterback. So there's been uh, two f- sides of this coin. You've got Trey Lance from uh, North Dakota State, uh, where Carson Wentz played. And, you know, interesting situation this school year or this season because of COVID-19, his school only played one game this year just for him to have a chance. Just so, so he could get. Just to show. Now, last year he had a very good year, looked very strong, had a great season. Um, he's athletic. He's tall. He's big. He comes in at 6'4", 226, big arm. Um, could they not? I'm so, I'm so, I, I know. Well, what, I'm not going to apologize for yeah, derailing you that's again. Right. No, no, that's your job. If a, if a guy in that position, obviously, he knows he's a draft prospect going into his last year. COVID right. comes, right. blows everything up. Right. Everybody knows they get a year of eligibility back. That's true. Why do you go in the draft this year? You know, that's a great question. If I'm his parents slash agent, because you right. know he probably had an agent talking to him anyway. Well, now don't get don't get anybody in trouble here. Adam. I said uh, probably. We, I just think these guys have violations. advisors that are saying, "I'm yeah. not your agent. I'm not making money off you, but." These are options, and this is the reasons to go this way versus go that way. It, does it? Does the class look different coming out of school this year right. versus who will be coming up right. next time? Like, what goes into that decision? I, I mean, definitely. There's their coaches, um, you know, parents. I'm sure you're right. Advisors. Um, yeah, call I, them advisors. I would say, to me, it was an let's call it an interesting choice to go ahead and leave. I would have thought so. Uh, you know, I'd stick but around. You're at a, but you're at a school that doesn't school. get a lot of, you know. Right. Now, they are very successful, a lot of championships. Yeah. Um, they've done good things. But I'm going to say my pick here, and this one will may get me some heat. It's a quarterback that Perry Worth and I talked a lot about um, from Alabama, Mac Jones. Um, just a great player, surrounded by great players at Alabama, so that's always a question mark. Is he as good as he looks when he doesn't have the best put guy at every That's position the on the field? Like, I, I see, tough because obviously they're all NFL dudes. Right. But how 
stand out are they all in the NFL? Well, and that's the thing. When you think back and you think about a guy, like we talked about Southern Cal and, and, and Pete Carroll earlier. Uh-huh. You talk about um, Matt Liner and even Reggie Bush that were two studs True. at Southern Cal. And Reggie had a better career in the he NFL. Had a good career. Yeah, you know, won a Super Bowl with New Orleans and did some good things uh, along the way at other stops. And Matt had some injuries, but you know, no, neither one of them lit lit it on fire. So there is some question to, in my opinion, like, all right, are you as good as you look when you aren't surrounded by guys yeah. who are ten times better than everybody exactly. else? But from all that I've read and heard, Jones is a, a bookworm, loves the game, uh, kind of a funny guy. Apparently they nicknamed him the Joker. Yeah, I respect uh, that. Yeah, and came in dressed in a couple different ways. Used to get <laughs> heat all the time from Nick Saban back in the day when he was a scout team quarterback because Nick's a very serious guy and if your nickname's the Joker, that's not going to always mesh. Never going to go well and with So, that. I respect him for taking that heat. Well, uh, I mean, you got to be real good if you're going to then come through sure. under under Coach Saban as the Joker. Like, you're, already, you're in a hole. That's exactly already. right. And this is a guy who sat behind Jalen Hurts and then Tua and yeah. then got his chance and really excelled um, when Tua got hurt. And then again this year when obviously they won the national championship and he looked amazing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going Jones here. It might be a reach. We'll see what happens. I could be wrong there. So we're at pick, what, eight, nine? Nine. We're going that to was, nine. That, oh, so, that was, so you're saying, just put you down, you're saying three, three, quarter, three quarterbacks in the first it's, eight it's picks? It's not unheard of. It's and a not, trade for another. That's right. Which, uh, not, that, that, that doesn't, that's not a point, of but. The face of a franchise is usually the quarterback. It gets the fans excited. It sells jerseys. It sells tickets. I think it's just it rare that, ads. that... But that's a good point. You said face the franchise. Because I think this year, it, like t- to credit you, is a year that there's a lot of teams that are looking for a face yeah. of their franchise. Absolutely. Compared to other years, everybody, obviously everybody, if you can get somebody that can that has that potential, you're going to get them. But right. like, there's teams that ha- are just turning over and building yep. this. I mean, we've we just covered them all, right? But they all need a face, and That's they're right. desperate for it. So Absolutely. this is what happens. Absolutely. And I think you're going to get. You'll be lucky to get a 20, 30 percent success rate on that, if you ask me. That's uh, yeah. It's it's. And I was a math major, by the way. A very smart guy. Um, I will say. I, I was a communications major. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was a history major. So I would say, um, do I think it's a good thing if I'm a GM or or somebody to to take have three quarterbacks taken in the top ten? I don't know that it's a great decision. Do I think all of those teams have other positions of need that are maybe equally as necessary? Let me cut you up before you finish that sentence because if you've got a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, it's quite obvious you have needs everywhere. Everywhere, on the field. Yeah, Yeah. quite obviously. So it is uh, what it is. So going to pick nine, uh, the Broncos, uh, I see them trying to improve their secondary here. Um, They have had... Uh, you know, some guys get older. It's time to rebuild. Time to time to re up. And so I could see them going here with Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. He's a junior um, DB, uh, good size kid at six two two oh seven. Uh, I see them going uh, on the defensive side of the ball here. This isn't one for the fans that may move the needle as much but it's a good pick um so we're, we're that's a that's a what c- format is the draft this year is it is it going to be back in a in like radio city or is it going to be no it's actually game? i think it's in um supposed to be in cleveland ohio because before oh, that's right they didn't they do the thing right. in new orleans that's right so before the uh covid hit they started moving it around to cities yeah so this is supposed to be cleveland's turn so, well so. that's what i'm getting at is is this one going to ring in the boos from the fans eh, you know broncos fans aren't big booers uh in yeah, my no, i lived in denver for a while everyone's so nice yeah very nice people um you know, I think they'll just be, you know, ho hum, and and let's see what happens. And so, you know, they <laughs> it's gonna be so boring. Yeah, they're just gonna be like, all right, golf clap, good job, we're happy. So it is what it is. So we're gonna finish out our night tonight talking, and uh, we're gonna talk about pick number ten, the Dallas Cowboys, who oh, just signed their we can both equally yeah, 
I hate the Dallas as Cowboys. Washington, as a Washington fan and an Eagles fan, not a big fan of the Cowboys at this table right now. They just signed Dak to his big extension. Um, he's the face of their franchise. To me, if I'm them, uh, I'm trying to get Dak uh, as much weapons as yeah, possible. He needs someone to throw to. And Kyle Pitts out of Florida, who is an amazing tight end um gamecock fans come on he's the pits they were <laughs> very clever very good dad joke um that gives us one for the evening that is our over under i just uh, figured we're close to the end that's true if you were betting the over you, you you hit uh so pits is good uh you know gamecock fans obviously our defense uh led a little bit to be desired this year and but he also torched us um so we got to see that and he did it to everybody else too in fairness to the gamecock defense this year um but for that reason, that he is 6'6", 240, moves like he's 6'2", maybe 195, uh, yeah. that's a good pick. And that's, I mean, Dak needs that. Dak needs a, <coughs> he needs a big, tall dude mm-hmm. that he can see out Well, there. and they've got Zeke at, at wide, excuse me, at running back. They've, they've got some skill at wide receiver spots with uh, a couple good guys there. So getting that tight end is going to be a big piece. So that's our top 10 draft prediction we're going to stick to just the top 10 hey we did it uh i'm sure we will be very accurate um and of course you know we'll be happy to have adam back to defend it when it's all incorrect look man we this is the first time i've talked about football in it's march in march in forever yeah like well you can have me back in december when i start watching football again <laughs> we'll consider it uh for the rest of us here at the above average football fan podcast there is no such thing as an off season um <laughs> thankfully for uh well not thankfully um but due to covid there are some spring football games going on uh which is great uh as a football junkie i enjoy that thoroughly um and i watch them as often as i can so uh, for everybody out there listening, thank you for Is doing that. What that was on ESPN two today. Yep, they had some of that going on. Oh my gosh, man! I, th- I thought it was just a replay. Like nope. there was nothing else to no, put on. Absolutely not. They are uh, still playing some ball right now. So if you enjoyed what you heard tonight and you don't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. That'll notify you when new episodes come out with great episodes or great guests like Adam Russell. That's right. That's and right. Uh, you know, obviously, he'll boost our ratings. Um, in West Virginia, at least. <laughs> and uh, so make sure and do that. And also rate and review us so we can move up those charts and people can find out about us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Everybody have a great one, and we'll see you back here next time.